0: Good morning. I'm so glad to be with you today, particularly you online people, because I have some exciting news for you. Next Sunday on June the 20th, we will be live streaming at the 1030 hour. So you will be uh, looking at the worship service in your own church building if you're a member. And you'll be looking in at Lincoln Hills Christian Church family if you're not a member So we're live streaming beginning next Sunday, June the 20th. And we're excited to offer this to you. And that will be, remember, at the 1030 hour. We are in a brand new series of sermons. I'm Webby Oglesby, and I'm one of the staff members at Lincoln Hills Christian Church in Corden, Indiana. I don't know where you might be uh, watching this, but uh, we're glad to bring this sermon to you today. And here's the thing this new series is strange things that's the theme of the whole month and i get the privilege of preaching each of those uh, sundays and i appreciate that opportunity uh last week we talked about uh strange things in, in light of what jesus had to say to the rich young ruler uh, you find that story in uh, matthew 19 today i want to encourage you uh to think about what Jesus says. You know, he said things that that really tweaked us to do a lot of thinking, and I think that is a wonderful mark of a a great teacher. My homiletics professor was Olin Hay. Now, Dr. Olin Hay, actually. He was in the preaching ministry for 20 years. In fact, he was at the Great South uh, Louisville Christian Church in Louisville, Kentucky, for many years. And uh, Olin retired from the pulpit ministry after 40 years, and then he became a college professor. So he was my teaching, my homiletics professor for teaching us how to preach. And uh, he and I had a great relationship. We actually went. He was a member of the same church I was in Georgia. And here's the thing. Roberta, his wife, uh, when Olin passed away, she sent me two of his handwritten sermon books now, I want to tell you something. When these came in the mail, I could not believe it. This one's dated 1969. This one is full of sermons that I, I can't really find a date in any of them or before any of them to even think about uh, what year that second book was was uh, written. But I have handwritten notes from this great preacher in our brotherhood. And one of the sermons that he preached, and, and I, I loved it, and I've preached it before, by the way, but... The title is, Everybody Talking About Heaven Ain't Going. Now, he is hitchhiking off of scripture in Matthew, the seventh chapter, beginning with verse 21 through verses 23, and I want to get this point across. Religion without heart and mind and soul, it's not enough. People can do anything religiously. But when you think about spiritual matters, just being religious about something, anybody can go through the motions is my point. Uh, being a Jesus name dropper is not enough. Uh, if you don't have a lifestyle to back up being a Jesus name dropper, it's just empty, hollow words. Just before the text of today, which is Matthew seven twenty one. In the verses before this, Jesus talks about good fruit. And as a boy, I grew up eating off of a lot of different kinds of fruit trees. So by experience and involvement, I can tell you the difference between a pear tree and an apple tree and a fig tree. Figs, my favorite. My mom and dad had a huge fig tree right in their backyard, and they made the greatest fig preserves. I just loved them. I couldn't wait till they got those made where we could eat it on some hot buttery toast. But the point is, when you look at a tree, you're going, if you don't know what that tree is, if you don't know it's a fig tree, you, you have to wait till the fruit is born. In the Christian life, we are to bear the fruit of the Spirit. And that is so important for us to do. In Matthew seven sixteen, here's what Jesus says. By their fruit you will recognize them. Just like by the fruit on the tree, you might recognize that tree. So Dr. Olin Hay preaches from this text, Matthew 7:21 through 23. And he entitled it, Everybody Talking About Heaven Ain't Going. And here's what Jesus said. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, uh, did we not prophesy in your name and, and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Now that's strange for Jesus to say that. Here's the Son of God that loves everybody and died for everybody. But he's making a very serious point here. You see, empty words are like uh, water drops on a, on a kitchen counter. Uh, it's like a, the shallow of a kiddie pool in relationship to compared to an ocean of truth in a real disciple. Empty words are as shallow as a new coat of paint on a wall. That's just the way it is. Those words have no depth to them. So talking God's will and living God's will are two distinctly different things. The thing is, I submit to you that God's will is very understandable. But it's not shallow. And that's a fact. In the garden, you remember, Jesus prayed And in that prayer of anguish over going to the cross, he said, Father, not my will, but yours. So in these verses in chapter 7 of Matthew, he says, Look, the person that does God's will is going to heaven, not just the person that's talking about it. And that's the whole crux of this message today. Remember in 21, a person can go to heaven if they do the will of the Father who is in heaven. Those are Jesus' words, and they may sound strange. I found this great quote. It's a little long, but listen to the very words carefully. There are those that speak like angels and act like devils or live like devils that have Jacob's smooth tongue and Esau's rough hands. Now, if you don't know the Bible very much in the Old Testament, Abraham, Abraham's son Isaac, that, that promised son, uh, And his wife, Rebekah, had two sons. One was named Jacob and one Esau. Jacob was a mama's boy. He had smooth hands. He didn't work outside of the home much. He just hung around with mom. And then Esau was this outdoorsman. He he was a hunter and he killed meat and stuff. and, And he would bring that in. Well, if you look at Jacob's name, it means deceiver. Jacob was a con artist, actually, when you read his story. And the Bible puts him in there. And he's a very significant figure in God's plan. But he was a smooth talker. Esau was a rough-handed outdoorsman. And Jacob's name gave him away because he deceived Esau out of his inheritance. So smooth talk and shallow words might end up not meaning much except something bad. Well, I know you've heard of Judge Judy on television let me ask you, have you heard of Judge Jesus? Because whether we like it or not, when he comes back, there's going to be a judgment. Not only for our faith and what we believe, but what we have done, what we do as people. Uh, And Jesus said it this way. He said, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord. See, it's not sincerity of words or actions. It's sincerity of life. And not just words. Right now, let me ask you a question. Can you defend your lifestyle? I'm talking about the things that you put in your mind, things you say, the things you do. Can you defend that? In the eyes of the Lord, can you defend how you are living? Jesus gives us a profile in these verses 22 through 23. And here's what he says. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? That's one of them. Didn't we drive out demons? Didn't we perform miracles? There's Jesus' profile of a person who doesn't have a lifestyle that's going to match their words. They're saying, Lord, we did all these things for you, but there was something missing in them. And that's why Jesus taught this lesson right here. He says, plainly, I never knew you. You said one thing and you did another. So go away from me. I don't want to have anything to do with you. That's pretty harsh. That's really strange. And, and it hurts our feelings sometimes. Here's the thing. If we're going to preach in the name of Jesus, but there's no real relationship or fellowship with him, we can't make another disciple. Our witness is, is really gone. It's no good I've used this over and over for years in my ministry. Charles Swindoll said, you better make sure that your performance matches your propaganda. In other words, perform or do the things, be like Jesus, don't just talk about it. And that's why my professors preach this sermon. Everybody talking about heaven ain't going because not everybody talking about it is living the life. And that's very important to understand. This strange thing Jesus says in verse 23, I never knew you. See, there must be a connection with Jesus, and it has to be according to God's will. These may seem like strange words from Jesus, but no stranger than a person going through religious motions and yet ending up being called an evildoer. He calls these people evildoers. They become a castaway on the island of evildoers. Does this strange teaching get your attention at all? Well, I'll tell you in preparation for this message, it got my attention. See, the real Jesus expects real disciples, people who are authentic, who really say what they mean, and it's in Jesus' words, and they do what Jesus would do. It really makes a difference. See, God's love requires repentance in order to not be a castaway on the island of evildoers. So if we who are Christians are not living the life, we need to repent. If we've never accepted Jesus and and repented of our sins and been baptized, it's, it's time we did that. I love what the commentator Clark writes. He says, united with Christ, all is heaven. Separated, all is hell. That sounds hard, I know. But Jesus said some hard things. And that commentator understands why he said it. Remember me mentioning those fruit trees? In Matthew seven seventeen. every good tree, Jesus says, bears good fruit. Hmm. So let's talk about an action step we can take. And it has to do with us changing some things. In Galatians 5, Paul gives us both sides of the coin. I like verse 16 where he says, So I say, live by the Spirit, And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. In other words, if we're living with the Spirit, then those sinful things won't even be in our minds and our hearts. So when you get down to verse 19 in chapter 5 of uh, Galatians, you find 19 through 21, this is not God's will. Paul is saying, this is how you would live without living for the Spirit. But then when you get to 22 through 26... You see God's will, which is living in the Spirit, and he lists those. Let's look at those for a moment. In verse 19, Paul writes this. He says, you want to know how not to be in God's will? The acts of the sinful nature are obvious, he says. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, that's like partying and being crazy and wild. Idolatry and witchcraft, uh, hatred discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. He says, I warn you as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So then what is in, within God's will? It's bearing the fruit of the Spirit, which is, read these, 22 through. Uh, Spirit is love, joy. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. If you live like this, you don't have to worry about being on any kind of island with evildoers. Those uh, who belong to Christ, Jesus, have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited provoking and envying each other so we see what is not god's will and we see what is god's will strange things see it's only strange if we're living one way and talking in another way if we're saying one thing and living the other thing listen today we've celebrated graduation sunday and all I can say about that, the hitchhike on this day, these people have they celebrated decisions that they've made. They've studied, and, and they put in a lot of hard work. So has their parents. They've, they have invested in these people who have graduated this year. Can I say one thing to you? Why don't you make a great decision and graduate to heaven? Wouldn't that be great? Graduate today. Stop talking about heaven to going to heaven. Study, repent, and be baptized. Understand, in other words. Paul says, by the renewing of your mind, when you come to Jesus, you've got to think in a different way. So why don't you graduate to heaven today? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Claim your diploma because you know it's signed in the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God and you could repent of your sins, be buried with your Lord in baptism this very day. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for the opportunity to look into your word. We thank you for Jesus who not only died for us, but also taught us so many great things from your your wisdom and your will. So Father, help us to put our sinful self aside and to think about the strange things that Jesus taught and to allow them to change us into a disciple that is real and that is worthy of heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.